Welcome to Audio Shelf. A place where we take you on a fantastic journey through our audiobook adventures. I'm Brad. And I'm Brittany. And we are the voices in your head. Hello. Hey. I'm Brittany. I'm Brad. And we are Audio Shelf. Before we start, make sure to click that red button down below to subscribe to our channel. And also hit that little bell so you can stay up to date whenever we release a new episode. Today, we are going to be doing another reader Q&A, but before we start that, we just want to put out a little reminder that the reader Q&A is basically a chat that you would have between your reader friend who may have read a book before you, you saw the book in the bookstore and are curious about it. So this in no way means that whatever Brad reads is something that I'm going to like or whatever I read is something Brad is going to like because Brad has his own preferences, I have my own preferences, and we're just trying to see if those will mesh at some point. We're different people. We are. So don't treat us like we're the same. (laughs) So today we're going to be doing a reader Q&A for the book Reverie by Ryan LaSala. Yes! This book comes out December 3rd, and you need to go support a new debut author. Mm-hmm. That means that it came out today. Oh, that's today. That is today. Oh my goodness. Congratulations. Happy Woo. birthday. Woo. Pew, 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 pew. Anyway, Brad has read the book. I have not. I have questions because I have seen some of the reviews. So yes. let's dive in. Let's go. What's the book about? All right. So basically, I have no idea. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So this book is sold to us as an Inception and the Magician's Book Baby. So if you mix those two together, you get this book. Ooh, also a really weird looking baby. Right? Right? So I will tell you that I did, I'm not a fan of Inception. I've not seen it. I have no interest in seeing it. So I will tell you that this book leans more towards Inception However, because you've never seen it, you could not hear about any of the because, stuff in there. Because of what turned me off from Inception was the idea of realities and fake, fake oh. kind of things that you jump into and you battle in these. Like it's like too sciencey for me. Oh, okay, I too sciencey. Yes. So I will tell you that this is a lot of fantasy. It's high fantasy. It's um, a lot of different going into different realities and fighting fake things. Um, But it's a story about Kane Montgomery, who basically wakes up with amnesia. He just got arrested or he's in trouble for taking down this very um, prominent neighborhood fixture. Oh. And he, throughout the book, he wants to find out what he did, why he's in trouble, and how he ended up where he ended up. Okay. And so through the book, he learns that he has the power that he is able to unravel certain dreams that people come up with. And these dreams are called reveries. Oh. Yes. And so he has to find out how to unravel them so that they can end, so that they, these dreams do not become reality. So it's Kane along with three other kids, Elliot, Ursula, and Adeline. Ooh. And they are called the Others. And Ursula. So it's, yes, right? So it's those four people that kind of try to take down these reveries before they become reality. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, my next question was going to be, what the hell is a reverie? So a reverie is a dream yeah. made up from someone's persona or um, it's a kind of like their perspective of what they want to happen in life. Okay. So it's like their dream world. Oh, okay. And a reverie can be dangerous because it can take over mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. others have to stop it. Oh, 
Interesting. Mm-hmm. So a thing that I saw in the reviews was drag queens. Yes. Yes, I queen. need to hear a little bit more about those because obviously we really love drag queens. Mm-hmm. But then I was also seeing in the reviews that the book is kind of confusing, but at the same time seeing very positive reviews that the book is amazing. Yeah. So like I'm confused by the reviews. So let's talk about the drag queens. Okay. Yes, okay. honey. So the drag queen, her name is Posey. Ooh-hoo. And she is the villain. Okay. She is the villain of the story. And all I have to say is Posey, the entire time I was thinking of Trixie Mattel and Parker Posey. <laughs> when you said Posey, the first thing that popped in my head was Parker Posey. Right. But I was like, there's no way he's thinking Parker Posey. Because that just... Where's she been? Where's she been? Where's she been? Where's she been? But yeah, so every time Posey came onto the scene, you know, described <laughs> described as the ultimate fiercest queen ever, I was thinking Trixie Mattel and Parker Posey. I'm now just mashing them together like a drag queen Parker Posey baby. So yeah, so the one thing I will tell you about the villain. Mm-hmm. Now, I do love Posey as a villain. Okay. However, it took about 200 pages for me to actually figure out who the villain was. I don't, and in fantasy, I don't, I want to hear and I want to see who the villain is and see who I'm fighting against the entire time. Right. 200 now, pages. It was about 200 pages. And I was just like, is Posey the bad guy? Is it the good guy? You know, you, you never really know until they figure it out. Who is the villain here? Half the book? Half the book. Oh my God. Now, but I, I will tell you that Posey, when she is identified as the villain is a fierce queen right and very evil she has a plan a very concrete plan of how to take over and kind of turn these reveries that these kids are having into reality so she can take over the world so she's doing the things faster that they're trying to stop like she is bringing the dreams to fruition yes and she doesn't yes she wants to ultimately have the reverie become such a huge thing that it becomes she's in control of, of everything. Is of life. she a reverie? Now, she is not a reverie. However, she needs the others, which is Kane, Ursula, Adeline, and Elliot, to help her control the reverie. So she's kind of using their like her minions that she tries to gather. I feel a little confused. It's, it's confusing. And I will tell you that the reveries were my least favorite part of the novel, even though it's called reverie. Okay. The first two reveries were super confusing to me. Now, it's not to say the reveries weren't described well, because I loved Ryan's choice of language that he used. Mm -hmm. However, they were a bit kind of jumbled together and thrown in there. And as a reader, I was kind of like, oh, wait, where am I again? Where am I? What's going on? Oh, So that was for the first two reveries. After the first two, I started getting an idea of where Ryan was going with the development of the reveries. Okay. And so I was able to kind of put more pieces together towards the the later reveries that were formed. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That mm-hmm. makes that makes a little bit more sense. But I still feel like if it was confusing in the beginning and for me, I would it would it would lose me exactly. And I think that's the risk that this book takes is that if right. you are not committed, you could po- possibly DNF it. Mm, and, yeah, you know, and that's that's a dangerous kind of realm to be in if you're a, a debut novel yeah and it's hopefully you know i I don't i think it could be a standalone it could be a series however i really think that it'll be better suited as a standalone oh does Mm -hmm. it so it doesn't end as a like continuation no it finishes it finishes the story wow Mm -hmm. Hmm. yep 
So since this is young adult, mm-hmm. is there a romance in it? Yes. So there is a a couple of relationships formed throughout the novel. Okay. And the main one is Kane and Dean. I love Kane and Dean so much. Oh my God. Kane and Dean is a very, it's a diverse couple. It's a romantic couple and it's something that's very believable. Okay. Now I will tell you, there was some like flirtation between Kane and Elliot and Elliot's straight. So I kind of liked that play on unrequited love. You. I do. I'm a sucker for it. You are such a big sucker for it. I am. Now see, I'm not. Mm. So would it get annoying? If you were reading it as me, Mm -hmm. would it get annoying? Because you know how I feel about YA romance. Yes. The unrequited love between Kane and Elliot, I would not be annoying because it becomes more of a bromance in a way. Oh, okay. Okay. And so Elliot's very upfront and he's like, listen, like I kind of like this other person, but we can flirt a little bit. Oh. And he doesn't really say that. More more so Kane says it. Like Kane says, like, oh, I try to do you know, I try to make him do that without a shirt, but he wouldn't fall for it. He sounds exactly like you. I know. Kane is brown. <laughs> you really even is. share the same amount of letters in your name. I know. <laughs> I'm just every time I see Kane, also I see the wrestler Kane from WWE <laughs> with the princess hat on him. So Maybe oh, he is me. God. Maybe he is. I mean, you were real big into WWF. Right? Not the World <laughs> Wildlife Foundation. <laughs> um, and there's also an older uh, lesbian couple mm. that is pretty influential throughout the novel. And it's kind of – it reminded me of the Black Mirror episode of San Juniper. Juniper. Oh. What, is that, that that's San Junipero? Called? Yeah, that one. <laughs> It reminded me of that kind of love story. Oh. And I really enjoyed that um, kind of side plot going yeah. on. Yeah. And then there was also another lesbian romance. I believe it was kind of like steaming, but I don't want to give those two away because I think that was that's a big twist at the end. So I don't want to give that away. Okay. All right. So what I'm gathering from your review, like from us like chatting about it, is that I don't know if it would be a book that I would enjoy. I don't know because – I think it sounds like it could either go one way or the other. Yeah. And I think for me, it meant more as a reader because of the LGBTQ plus community kind of, um, you know, inclusivity aspect of it. Yeah. And I think as a young reader learning out, you know, learning who they are as a person, this book would be wonderful because they don't treat it as, oh, he's a gay kid or, oh, he's coming out. There was never a coming out situation. And even in the beginning, there's this really cute scene where Kane has to dance with someone in the class mm-hmm. and Elliot is the last person standing. And so he was like, yeah, I can dance with you. No problem. And everyone's like, oh, Elliot's dancing with the boy. And Elliot's like, I'm not like those other guys. So let's yeah. da- let's just dance. Yeah. And it was really, really adorable to see that depicted. Mm-hmm. And then throughout the novel, there's a lot of like, just it's it's a one big metaphor right. for the idea of being who you are and right. being tr- staying true to yourself. Yeah, and I think a lot of LGBT people might see that and might kind of really connect with this. And so, which I, we were going through the Goodreads reviews, and I found some of the reviews weren't kind of doing the book justice. They were giving five stars just because it was a gay book. Mm. And I don't, as as a gay person, I don't really think that does the author or the book or the publisher a service. I think we should be talking more about the the plot and yeah. the story and 
why people should pick this book up. Yeah. So a hetero person or someone that doesn't identify as anything or whatever might want to be, you know, reading this as well. Yeah. Reading some of the other reviews and even the five-star ones, like Brad said, they didn't give me enough information about the book at all to really understand the plot and understand the characters. And so having Brad read it and explain it to me and give me like the spark notes of it, Mm -hmm. I feel like all I would really need. Yeah, definitely. So I ended up giving it four out of five stars on Goodreads. Mm -hmm. I did enjoy it. However, it took me a while to get into the story. Mm -hmm. I don't think it should have taken that long to find out who the villain was and why the villain was being bad. Yeah. I also, some of the characters I didn't really connect with. So for instance, Ursula and Adeline, I actually forget their names because I I got them too confused. Mm. I didn't really connect with them that much. However, I adored Kane. I adored Dean, Elliot, and Kane's sister, Sophia, which is another plus for the characterizations throughout the novel is I love Kane and Sophia's relationship as sister and brother. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it kind of... reminds me a lot about my relationship with my sister. And so I, that's what, another reason why I was just like, oh, this is definitely going to get a four star for me. Yeah. Because books connect differently on different levels with other people. Um, I'm excited. I completed the book. I gave it a chance. Was it my favorite read of 2019? Probably not. But I also appreciated what it was saying and what it was standing for. Yeah. I mean, it's a beautiful novel. Just like looking at it from the cover and reading the description, it sounds like it would be exactly up my alley something that we would both connect with Mm -hmm. but it's interesting to hear when you dive into it how that changes from the description and the cover to actually like figuring out the plot figuring Mm -hmm. out the characters and really diving into what makes the story important Mm -hmm. and what makes the story stick with you i think you would like it in the context of the science yeah yeah because you were you were talking about like the Inception part, and I do like Inception. Mm-hmm. I did watch it. I've seen it a few times, which it's a really long movie, so I don't know why I've seen it a few times. <laughs> I like Inception, mm-hmm. and I like the scientific part. So when you were talking about the scientific part, yeah, along with drag queens, that's what like really exactly, and hit it's me. and it's definitely um, fantasy science, uh, yeah. fantastical science, if you will. Is that a made up <laughs> word? I don't know. And, hey, it's a genre now. <laughs> But it's awesome because Ryan chooses these this this language because he has a history of neuroscience mm. and anthropology, which I read on the back of the about the author cover. Oh. <laughs> so, but but it kind of makes sense of the types of words he uses to describe things. I had to look up what the word fractal was. I thought it was a made up word that they also use in, in Frozen. What is it? Supposedly, it's like. I can't even describe it. It's like like salt. No, it, it's like swirls and things and like things these? that grow. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. These are See, fractals. I'm not a science person. They're like things that like you 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 spin it and then it grows and then it's like um you know think of like ice like the blow art. Yes, that's a good idea. That that's a good that's a good depiction. See, you pick it up quicker than I do. I still had no idea what it meant. <laughs> So you could do fractals of blow art. I think that's a great thing. It's like just little designs. I don't know. See, I'm like spiral art. Yes. (laughs) Everything relates back to art. (laughs) But see, that's what I'm saying is I don't really have that foundation to be able to understand the science parts of this fantasy. 
I don't think a lot of people have like a dictionary in their head of like, what's fractals? Fractals. Like, we just have to ask like Alexa <laughs> at some point. Should we? Echo. Alexa. What is a fractal? In mathematics, a fractal is a subset of a Euclidean space for which the fractal dimension strictly exceeds the topological dimension. Fractals appear the same at different levels, as illustrated in successive magnifications of the Mandelbrot set. Because of this, fractals are encountered ubiquitously in nature. She done. What did she say? What the? So do you have any other questions for me? I'm trying to think of any other questions. Um, is there anything that you think that I would find important that would impact my reading of it or my understanding of it that we haven't already discussed? Hmm. I think we covered a lot of it. Okay. However, I will tell you that I think if you love drag queens, you will love P Posey. Okay. Every scene that Posey is mentioned in, Ryan has this really great way of describing what she looks like mm -hmm. and i think that's really powerful because in the drag world you know that looks are everything yes yes and so i think that's a really awesome kind of homage to drag culture hmm. being able to describe your villain in a way of this is a drag queen she's fierce she's vindictive she's powerful she's evil mm -hmm. she's a villain one thing that just like came across my mind I read a review that said that the drag queens weren't in there a lot. Like they thought that they would be in there a lot more than mm -hmm. what they were. Is that accurate? So there's only one drag queen. And oh. so, and that's Posey. Yeah. And I, I will say it's pretty accurate. I think Posey really does show up towards the end of the novel the most. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, she comes, she's there and she's helping Kane out. And she's actually the psychoanalyst to evaluate him. Mm. And she kind of takes the place of the real evaluator. And so oh. that's when you meet Posey and you kind of are torn with Kane about who to trust. And he, Kane's like, do I trust this person? Who's the good guy? Who's the bad guy? Kind of situation. Right. Until the end when you've realized Posey has, is behind all the chaos. And oh. that's kind of when you really get the drag queen context. Huh. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Because she's, she's, Considered Dr. Posey in the beginning. Dr. Posey. Dr. Posey. Ooh. But she kind of loses the doctor towards the end because she's, not, she's a, not really a doctor. Not a real doctor. <laughs> not a real doctor. <laughs> I am much like the Goodreads reviews. Mm -hmm. Don't know where to turn. You're, you're torn. You're torn. I, I'm very torn. It's either a two star or it's a five star. I have no idea. I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I say you give it a shot. And you kind of decide if the first 200 pages don't really grab you, yeah. put it down. Yeah, I think that's what I would end up doing. Because I've done that for a lot of books where I pick them up, I start them, and then they just don't get me. And so I put it down. Mm -hmm. And so I'm willing to give Reverie a chance. Yeah. I mean, just like you, you, mm -hmm. you started it and then you weren't sure about it. But then at the end, it really got you. I don't know if I could make it to the end. Mm -hmm. um, but maybe I'll pick it up in like, the off season of our reading. Yeah, definitely. And I will say this is a big jump. This is brave publication that mm. I think that in the end of the acknowledgements page, Ryan actually acknowledges that he's like, I can't believe this even got published. Yeah. And I think that says something about our That's culture huge. and the way publishers are moving towards, they're becoming more inclusive mm -hmm. and they're taking chances on these high fantasy novels that might need 
a higher level of understanding yeah. to to really grasp. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's really awesome that this was able to be published. It does sound like it has a great message to it. And it is a huge book for the LGBTQ plus community. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not every day that you have a fantasy that doesn't play on the fact that a character is trying to be themselves. Exactly. And that's what exactly what the book is called. And actually, can I read a quote? Yes. One of my favorite quotes. I love it. So this is something that just kind of really resonated with me. That's the thing about a big imagination. It's hard to belong anywhere when you can always imagine something better. That's <sighs> an exact definition of a reverie. And so people with big dreams, just like Ryan in his novel, go do it. Because you won't be able to kind of say you did it if you don't try. Just like us. Just like us. Yeah. We have very big imaginations. Very big. And they say size does matter. In that case, it does. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I feel satisfied with having my questions answered. Again, I'll probably pick it up in like the time where we're not crazy with books. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'll – Try it and see if I like it. So before we end this video, make sure to hit that red button down below to subscribe to our channel. Yes. And also, if you want to stay up to date with all that we are releasing, you can follow us on Twitter at AudioshelfMe, Instagram at AudioshelfMe, and Facebook at AudioShelf. And if you want to become a member of our Patreon community, you can find the information for that down below as well. So until next time. Bye. Bye. This has been Audio Shelf, where we release new episodes every Monday and Wednesday. If you want to stay updated, listen to previous episodes, or suggest books and topics for us to feature, visit us at audioshelf.me. We are Brad and Brittany. Thank you for listening.